Welcome to the Tej Talks podcast. Forget the property celebrities. We speak to relatable people with fascinating journeys, just like you. Hosted by Tej Singh, we bring you new stories, life-changing deals, and expert advice every week. Adam Rana, welcome to the Tej Talks podcast. Thank you very much for hosting and inviting me. No problem. We are talking about service accommodation. Now, I haven't done an essay podcast for a while because yeah. it bored me to death. <laughs> but we are back on the topic of essay because now I, I do essay. Mm-hmm. So now I thought, you know what, it's time. Let's get back into it. And also, you have grown incredibly since we first mm-hmm. met. Thank you. Um, and every time I speak to you or I speak to someone who has spoken to you, they always say, oh, yeah, he's done this, mm-hmm. he's done that. I'm like... Oh, last time I spoke to him, he did this. So time flies. It does, and and you're doing some interesting things, and I think you do things a bit differently. The way you get deals, the way you speak to people, is something that you know we can all learn from. So, before we get into like what you're doing in property and what you've done in property, who was Adam Rana pre-property? So, so as I said, thank you for inviting me. So I'm gonna go back a while. So. I did the traditional route of university, but I'll take a step back from there. From, I came from uh, to, from Pakistan to UK when I was 15. So I had those uh, trouble, you know, coming to a different country, um, you know, starting my GCSEs here, right, you know, just getting used to the, used to the school, the schooling system and everything, you know, just, I was just straight into the exam, straight into the GCSE. So I did all of that. Um, it was difficult, but I went through it. It's just straight remaining positive and, you know, get, learning from people. Went through university, uh, did mechanical engineering. Um, you know, I had all of that interest in engineering, you know, buildings, mechanics, and, and all of that. Um, finished that, got a degree, got a corporate job, worked for Jaguar Land Rover. Good salary, good benefits, you know, really enjoyed my job, got the chance to make a difference, actually. So I, Good I was, benefits, yeah, yeah, definitely. So a lot of people don't talk about, like, you know, everyone gets a corporate job, mm. but I actually had a chance, you know, to make a difference. You know, got to travel around the world. Uh, make a difference so you know I did all of that and that allowed me to actually get into my first buy to let you know getting a good job allowed okay. me to do the traditional way that people do right so I got my first uh, buy to let um, for 80 grand uh, in Birmingham wow. and uh, yeah 2013 and that's capital appreciation just happened to me you know I didn't really do any work in it no refurb no no refinancing of the state. I didn't know much about it so it's a traditional buy 80 grand is worth 140 right now so wow. Seven years, uh, doing nothing, tenanted uh, for seven years. So sometimes traditional way works as well, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I didn't know one thing about it. That allowed me to refinance uh, the same property to buy another one, uh, and okay. then I have two buys left. So that's what I did before I got into the essay um, business. Uh, I would say essay business, but before Fine. that. Fine. And then, so what made you then? Because you like your job, you still mm-hmm. like it. You liked it sort of during this time. What made you then say, ah, you know what, that one buy to let is not sort of enough i want to do something different like what made you then get into sa what pushed you into it so yeah no there was loads of factors actually um so how i talked about my traveling so i did a lot extensive traveling not just for work i did a lot of traveling just wanted to explore the world i think i believe in that you will learn a lot by traveling relationships i learned about how to build a relationship how to network um how to raise money you know by learning from um say older people than me uh when i was younger um by traveling so when i was traveling for social or, or, or with friends. I stayed in a lot of Airbnbs and and I really liked the idea. So I spent a lot of time in Dubai, you know, luxury markets, um, service accommodation, and, and it was just much better than a hotel. 
So that's where I get my idea from, staying in hostels, so like the hospitality side, mm-hmm. um, staying in hotels for work. Um, uh, and that was like, you know, you see the customer service, you see the hostel side and you see the actual essay side. And I kind of like got the ideas mixed together and I came back to UK and I had my second bike to let, which was running and I was sharing, um, I, I, the tenants just left. So I just used the idea to, to turn it into an essay and try the market. Literally, mm-hmm. it was simple as just putting my feet in and just going for it. So you you experience service accommodation on the other side, which yeah. I think a lot of us do. Yeah, uh, I know I use them when I when I go on holidays. And you then just said, "Oh well, they're doing it. It works. I'm paying. I'm staying. Mm. Let me bring that back home." Yeah. yeah. So you did no training, no courses. No training, no courses. You you had this second buy to let, which was from the refinance of the first one. Yeah. yeah. Like, what was your first step? So you got this empty house, yeah. you know, four walls and a carpet and mm-hmm. some and some kitchen and a bathroom. How do you make that into a functioning essay without knowing what you were doing? So I would, it's, it's actually quite simple and basic. I looked around my competitors. So my corporate job allowed me to uh, to learn because I was spending a lot of time working with my supplier base in my previous job. So I understood, you know, how to look at competitors, how to look at uh, what can I, how can I do differently? So literally I went on Airbnb, just looked at all the, the competitors around me, what the demand is, what the research, did all the research and tried to make it as good with the least investment possible because... I wasn't aware of investors or getting money from other people at that time. So I spent all my money, made it nice, and just, just put it on Airbnb and, and marketed it. But what I would say that I learned a lot, I did that for seven months before I came into the world that I say is a business. Mm-hmm. I did that for about seven months, I did, did the cleaning myself, got some help from my mom, you know. Um, wow. Of course, it's just one essay, so the turnover wasn't so much. I was running about 70% occupancy, and it's mortgage, so you got to remember the mortgage was like 400 pounds, so you know. You have you have more more leeway in terms of compared to your rent to rent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did all of that. Got a chance to learn um, firsthand meeting people, which was my reason. My main reason was I want to meet new people because tourists are going to tourists. I will be coming into Birmingham, but um, that wasn't the only case because I met contractors, I met builders, I met uh, corporate people. So I learned it on the ground. You know when they say you have to learn hands on. I actually got that experience, and I think that has contributed to my success. So when you started out, you didn't plan for your management or like cleaning or channel. Man- you just were just like, we'll just do it. Yeah, yeah. And you were working full time at the time. I was working full time, yeah. How, I mean, I know the turnover was reduced, but how did you manage all of that? Was it literally just you and your mom and friends like balancing time and just you being crazy on top of it? Or did it kind of overwhelm you and get too much? Um, I was on top of it, but it was quite tough. I wouldn't like so they, that's why sometimes mentorship and courses would help because you, it gives you the guidance. So I was just using internet and I was just doing just going for it, right? Yeah. Using my phone, so you can do things on your phone. Yep. Uh, everything can be done. Airbnb apps can be done on your phone. Booking dot com. I was doing everything, organizing, clean, setting up. So I I knew the basics of of organizing processes and systems. Again, going back to my corporate job, it's really important if those people out here who have corporate jobs. Don't never dismiss it because there's always things you can learn. Um, mm-hmm. I learned all my business setups processes from watching a bigger business, uh, how they ran. So I kind of implemented that. So I got the basics right, I believe. So that allowed me to get the cleaners right, rotors right, scheduling right, and all of that stuff. And then six months, I ran, ran fine. Yes, I made mistakes. Yes, if I had a mentor, it would have helped me. Yes, because I would have done it faster. But it allowed me to understand, um, you know, this is what happens on the ground. And you were cleaning it yourself, you said. I did when I had, for example, Saturdays and Sundays, turnovers, yeah? And I got wow. a cleaner for uh, Monday to Friday. So it's about saving costs, you know? Yeah, so yeah, I thought yeah. about, you know, like uh, the maximal cost I can get 
Um, and there was other issues. I didn't, the cleaners weren't doing the best job. So I said, look, I can do better, right? Let me do it. And this is where the passion comes in. So people need mm. to have passion in this game. If you want to do SA or any business, buy to let or anything, you need to have passion, create that passion or, or just make it that that will deliver your, your results. Yeah, I agree. So then you have this SA for six months, you learn the hard way yes, sort yes. of how it runs to the level of cleaning. Mm-hmm. Then what was your next sort of push or revelation where you said, right, let me do this properly as a business. Let me scale it. Let me put things into place. Like what made you then say, cool, now it's time to do this? So uh, I'll be honest here. Like I went to um, uh, one of the property courses or seminars, a free networking event and a course. And that's where I really discovered, <laughs> oh, this could, this could be turned into a, a much scale i can scale this business into a into a bigger thing and get a higher oh. higher return and you know to really make my passion work mm-hmm. so it was one of the courses uh, a free course about that like i didn't pay for it, it just said open my mind up right mm-hmm. so i uh, i personally think it's good because that allowed me to explore open my mind up by meeting people who are yeah. in the same circle which i didn't have for six months so that's what allowed me i said okay and then i i took that as motivation went back and I said, okay, what can I do to step, uh, make use my knowledge and experience, which I already have, to grow this into 10 essays or 12 essays or 15 essays within within a year. Okay. So, and before this, you'd never had your own business. You were traveling and having yes. a corporate job. Yeah, no business before. Okay. So then back at, so I guess back when you started, what were some of the things you, like you just mentioned, you implemented to then allow you to grow so quickly? And looking back are there things you wish you'd implemented back in the start to grow quicker? So this is, I, if, I, if I had the chance to do it again, systems and processes. So I would have, I would have made my systems more robust, um, made more processes, mm-hmm. like have processes for everything, break it down. So it's not just me who can follow it, my cleaners could follow it. Uh, say my mom that was working in the business could follow it, you know. Uh, she's never had processes or, or, or systems, but it's just making it easier for her mm-hmm. and giving her how to guide to do things. Yeah. And for my guests, never forgetting the customer that we're running this business for, my guests are uh, the lifeblood of my of our SA businesses. So I would have done processes and systems. Okay. So going back to that time, you were like, right, let's kickstart this business. Let's Let's grow mm-hmm. it. Did you set goals then? Did you have a target you said, I need to hit this? Yes. So it's very important, I think, for, 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 for people starting out uh, to set goals. Well, whilst I didn't set goals for the first six months when I just did it on my own property, mm-hmm. I came back motivated. You know, I was, you know, how most people get, you know, going to a, 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 a free seminar. Um, and I said, look, okay, um, people can grow this into a big scale business. Mm-hmm. Let me come back uh, and set a goal of, I set a goal of 10 uh, service apartments or service houses in one year. From, okay. and, and then I set up my company as well. So I set up my limited company uh, in back in 2000, back end of 2018 um, in the winter uh, and then set my goals to, to achieve within 12 months, 10 essays. And that's 10 rent to essays, Rent to essays, right? yeah. So, and then I will okay. use that money to build buy assets. That was my ultimate goal. And then... So essay at the start was a stepping stone for you. Yes. But now it's become a, a core business. It has, yeah. So when you started out and you you were doing these essays like what i'm trying to sort of get at is right if i'm if i'm you listening to this right now mm-hmm. back when you you know after your six months of baptism of fire and now you're like you know doing the business what kind of things should i be doing you know like back in that position when i'm like right i want 10 essays in a year 
what kind of things this these could be little things or big general things should i be doing as an individual mm-hmm. to hit a target like that and to smash a target like that so i could there's a lot of things you could be doing so i'll summarize some of the main factors that i think i think that allowed me to be successful and other peers peers around me that were successful as well is first of all make sure your goals and objectives are very clear and you have a vision so it must link into your vision so my vision is for example you know i i want to build an apartment hotel and get into the hospitality business in a bigger scale uh, where i'm working with land development and stuff so i break that down into into smaller chunks and turn into objectives and goals which are very clear so i will start with 10 essays learn the business and grow a scale and get into the the biggest bigger business bigger crowd so goals and objectives must be clear break them down and reverse engineer them how you're going to get there um i would also advise because how are you going to get the funding right so i wanted to make sure if i got 10 essays i'm going to get how i'm going to get the funding so break that down into your goal how are you going to get funding luckily i i started with very low minimum amount of funds um later on in my journey i used some investor funds but i had a plan as how much money i've got to use to build my business uh into such to a level that i'm right now and um and i also say start thinking about already when you even have your first essay or if you have zero essay start thinking about your systems and processes i will keep i keep talking about systems processes because that's what allowed me to 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 be where i am and to to have less headache like that's that's the best way to put it and less less trouble in the business yeah. and allow I, allow to have employees to follow your systems and follow the way you think as well so yeah. goals and objectives um, um funding investors if you need them or if you have savings um and systems and processes fine and we're going to go through systems and processes in detail yeah. soon on this podcast so you know going back to then how much money did you start with so when you when you come to your first rent to SA after yeah. the one you bought, how much money did you start with? My first rent to SA, I spent three thousand. Okay. Literally spent three thousand, and that's. Um, and do you think that is a guide, and is it a common number, or do you think most people would spend more? I think um, it's it varies um, for different because people you could I didn't use a deal source or anything like that. I was passionate and adamant that I want to go and find my own deal. Uh, whilst deal sources are good as well, cause it's it's very good. It makes it quicker to go go. It saves time if you've got a job and stuff. Um, I, I I built a lot of networks, called all the landlords, um, and I went to, I wanted to find a place which was already furnished. So so that allowed me to have a have a cheaper a three thousand pound um st- starting startup basically three thousand. So I spent two thousand pounds buying stuff and a thousand pound rent. And that's it. No so, deposit. I, I no no deposit because um, it's again it's one of the things that you need to make sure you tell them it's a business and what you're offering offering the landlord um, and, and sell it in a way which I was able to uh, where they call that lucky or I got my I got my pitch right um, yeah so no deposit on my first one. And how did you? So you mentioned something about building networks, calling landlords. Yeah. I'm new to SA. How do I find a rent to SA deal? Tell me. Keeping it simple again, I found my first one on Gumtree and the second one on Open Rent. Direct to landlords, I went, you know, called every morning I woke up. I had a reminder set on, uh, uh, for new apartments that come on Gumtree every morning. So every morning when I get a chance for my break from work, I would just call a landlord and say, you know, this is what I've got. Uh, this is what I can uh, offer or I'll have a chat rather than a pitch. Mm-hmm. Have a chat to have a viewing. You want to get in front of the in front of the landlord if you want the deal, right? If you want it because there will be other people in the market. Essay is a very booming business right now so everyone's trying to do it right what you want to do is keep the 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 chat as minimum as as possible on the phone and try and get 
in front of the landlord where you talk about your business and that you know you get into detail what you offer and not to confuse people because you gotta remember a lot of people don't understand SA as well whilst in our circle a lot of people do understand SA. So there you want you wanna get in front of SA uh, landlords as many as you can. And okay. use Gumtree and direct to landlords and tell people what you do. So tell people what you do, open rent Gumtree, yeah. Facebook Marketplace? Yeah, Facebook Marketplace works um, for us as well. I didn't initially use it, mm-hmm. but it works for me right now because yeah. I'm more active on, on, on Facebook now and Instagram. And also, yeah, that's the benefit. If you build a brand, <clears throat> then people on Facebook can actually see yeah. who you are. Yeah. So if you're posting lots of stuff about essay about your deals, mm-hmm. they don't even need to, they can just stalk you and be like, cool, yeah, I yeah. like this person. I want to yeah. do business. And that's the way that business is evolving, right? Probably slightly different from when you started. Yeah. So... Okay, so finding deals. Now, when it comes to landlords, you know, I think a common uh, FAQ or query from people is, oh, but, you know, for example, this flat we're sitting in now, decent location, you know, Birmingham City Centre is literally mm. there. Um, it's a nice apartment. This will rent all day long mm-hmm. at whatever the rent is. If I own this apartment, why am I bothered working with that? Why don't I work with you? That's a really good question, actually, because one of the one of the biggest challenges was this: some of the luxury market that are targeted or the apartments that we wanted was the challenge when they they said the same thing. Said, "Why would I give it to you, Adam? I've had ten other people come to come to me, and it will sell day day in day out." There are again, there are various factors and various advantages you can sell to the landlord, but I ours are very simple and and very effective. You know, your apartment, as you can see, we're sitting in one, all it stays in a five star condition. We get business because it's five star. Yeah. Right? Okay. That is so when you have a normal tenant in, they won't clean this weekly. So we get this clean weekly or even even quicker. So the landlords are liking that. I said, okay, you're gonna keep this upkeep the, the condition of my apartment because I'm giving you a brand new apartment. You know, I don't I don't want it to get run down. So if things do start wearing down, we as a business, because we really focus on quality, this is one of my selling points to my guests and to the landlords. Focus on quality. We will make sure we replace something where the quality is not so good anymore after a year. So the landlord won't be really getting involved in it because it's small things, but it matters small things add up to become big things, you know? So so that's one of my selling points. Keeping the quality high, cleaning would always be done. Um, and the standard, the, the, the landlord can come in when we have three days, a free, free, empty, empty in the calendar, and he will look exactly the same that they, they want his look. Okay. So where this is, and the landlord, We'll compare that to a buy to let um, or to a normal tenant. It wouldn't look the same if you walk in after six months because yeah. you know how most people live. And um, so, yeah, that's one of our main. And terms. so, you know, it's interesting because I think a lot of people and maybe even courses would, would like if I ask someone, they may say, oh, we give guaranteed rent. <clears throat> yeah. But you give that. Yeah. I'll give it if I do SA. Yeah, yeah. He, she, everyone will give guaranteed rent. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting you led with that. And I think that's, it's, if people are listening, that's something to pick up on. It's really important because everyone's coming. This is a really good point. Guaranteed <clears throat> rent. Everywhere on Google, it's guaranteed rent, you yeah. know. And I, I go with quality and, and what they're going to get. What's mm. in it for them, you know. Guaranteed rent. He's getting guaranteed rent anywhere from a banker yeah, yeah, that's yeah. going to stay in this apartment next uh, from his office. Yeah. So that really has worked. Honestly, really has worked. Until today, still works. You know, when we still... Even landlords, when they approach me, they look at my profile and business page on Facebook. They still ask me the same question, Adam. Look, I, yeah, I've seen all of this, but why does it work? Why, why would I still give it to you? You know, just just to make sure that they're in peace of mind. And it's yeah, quality, yeah, yeah. quality, quality sells. Quality yeah. will eventually. Everyone wants their property look after, looked after. That's very true. And 
tell me about your first deal. So obviously after the, the six month period, we're past that now, your first rent to essay deal. Tell me about the figures, if you can remember them, um, what it was and, and yeah, how it, how it's doing today, if you still have it. Yeah, so that was that's actually one of my best performing ones. Um, ironically, that is really did well. I spent a good hour sitting with the landlord after meeting, uh, talking to him from Gumtree, finding on Gumtree, meeting him on a Sunday afternoon. So you got to put the graft in. You know, it's Sunday afternoon, met him. I still remember at three o'clock, and he didn't know nothing about essay. So sat with him. You know, I al- already did my research before I went. So it's very important to do your research before you go. So you have a seventy percent to eighty percent confidence level already before you get there and say, okay, it does match my, 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 my assumptions that I had from the pictures. Had that, you know, did my numbers, um, built the relationship with him over an hour, hour and a half, had a cup of coffee. You know, a lot of people just walk around and he offered me a cup of coffee and I accepted it and, you know, sat down, built that. In terms, so that allowed me to seal the deal uh, without deposit. So that's very key because it's capital that if I have 20 right now, uh, you know, to 22, 22 times thousand pound, it's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So you want to really, really want to push for it. I know we still, we have paid the deposits later on, but it's really important to to have, um, try not to waste your capital. Going into numbers, um, we get about, that, that varies again from somewhere, somewhere it gives us about, it's giving me about 1200, 1300 pound net profit. Uh, when you're talking big, big ones, we get tourists here, we get a lot of workers, corporate workers in Birmingham. Um, and anywhere from 700, to eight nine hundred in the winter season because pretty good in Birmingham as well. So this is net profit. So we get from anywhere above seven hundred on this. This it's a two bedroom with balcony, uh, quite quite luxurious uh, with parking and everything. So these these factors matter to get these numbers. So I do get anywhere from seven hundred net profit to twelve hundred until today. And it's an all year round market except for January in Birmingham. So it's it works pretty well. And that's net profit after sort of management, cleaning, all the co- endless costs that yeah. come with it. So management, because I'm a management company myself, so there is no 15% management or 70%. Doing it, yeah. So we, we keep that cost. And even if you had management, so we do manage some of the similar apartments for our investors, it's still you take away 15% and still netting yeah, yeah, good, yeah. good profit from 12, 12 And then you just mentioned a few factors like say balcony, car park, it's luxurious. You know, generally speaking, obviously an essay is different to a buy-to-let. Buy-to-let mm-hmm. is four walls, a floor, mm-hmm. a kitchen, bathroom, that's it. It's, mm-hmm. it's a home. Whereas an essay is like a home away from home, like a hotel. Yeah, yeah. Like how, you know, like how specific do people need to be when they're looking for essay deals? Like should they have a checklist that they say, look, if it doesn't have X, Y, Z, it's not going to attract yeah. the top market rent. Like how loose and how tight are you when it comes to looking at deals for little specifics like a balcony, like parking, like things like that? So I think I have a very simple answer for this. And um, what I do, if I'm looking in a, in a postcode or an area, let's pick a gold mine area, I look at my competitors around me, right? Do your research. So I always do my research, say if there are not many not offering parking, for example, not many that are offering balconies or the luxury model um, or the modern brand new builds. I would look for them to like negate the, the saturation. The people say there is an SA market now, you know, that bring a USB in for each area that you operate in. So that's what, that's the reason I do it. I have places without balconies because they, I don't need to have balconies mm-hmm. in those areas. For example, I don't need parking because it's next to the train station in some areas, but with this one specifically, if you're talking about this first deal, I make sure, okay, um, let's look for, uh, let's look for deals which has balconies, um 
and you know parking and all of those factors that I'm looking could factors can vary there could be other factors that I can look for so as you, well. you know you're essentially doing what good businesses do which is find a USP, mm, USP and that yes. could literally be as simple as parking yeah or an ensuite or whatever it is but if your competition aren't doing it and you're doing it you're you're winning you're yeah, ahead exactly in some shape or form and and, and the results are, are, are there for me over the year and that was my first deal and here we are 13 14 months on and still still working still fine uh, I'm paying the least maintenance on that you know and it's still selling you know I now have reviews now I have a brand but you know get your USBs right I think um, look for something different what other people don't have and then that would allow you to that would give you confidence to grow yeah because yeah. um, it's the first deal it's the hardest deal as everyone says yeah. as well um, I was so nervous you wouldn't believe that I, I can't believe that I'm still sitting here by <laughs> you know uh, 2022 what 22 apartments now and uh, the first one I was I was really nervous, but it's just the confidence. If you if you have those factors in your head already, you know you're already winning. So when you go talk to the landlord, you're going to be more self confident before mm. uh, he even accepts it. And what's the worst deal that you've had? So that's a very good question. A lot of people don't talk about that. I have given one one uh, house back. It was a it was a service service accommodation. It was a house. Um, it, I wouldn't say it was the worst deal because it didn't make us a loss. Uh, it always made us a profit. It was just not enough profit. It wasn't making us for the hassle and the work that was gone in the house. So traditionally, houses will give you more more maintenance because it's bigger, and you know houses are older as well compared to apartments, more to maintain. And we had neighbor issues, you know, uh, and it was it's just a lot of issues that built in. Um, luckily, we do a lot of direct bookings, um, which is one thing people should focus on as well. Um, by that time of my business, I had a lot of repeat bookings and direct bookings, so we placed a lot of contractors. Uh, we didn't need to use Airbnb for that, so we were guaranteed making a profit on that. But you, again, as a good business will do, if you go into something that's not working, plan to exit. You know, an exit strategy is always important. So we realized three, four months into it, yes, it's making us money, but the hassle that's coming with it, mm. not enough money to to counter. The, the, the benefits and uh, we plan to get out with the two we do always do a two-month break clause with the landlord which is very important uh, as you build a brand you can really stay strong with your two-month break clause and we had that uh, say luckily or, uh, or or we did well to get the deal at the start and we negotiated a two-month break clause we, we gave a notice in six months into into the into the contract and uh, yeah uh, and yeah we didn't make a loss I wouldn't say it's a worse deal but don't be afraid to give your apartments back or rent to rent because it's, it's never 100% that you're going to get it right. There's got to be, a, we always have a confidence level based on our research and um, that unfortunately didn't work as well we planned. So essentially you cut the straggler, right? You cut yeah. the weakest link. You know, it was still giving you profit, but, and, and that's like when, you know, they say you need to learn to say no to clients or to business. Yes. You yes. said no to that because you were like, actually, yeah, it's making money, but time versus money is not worth it. Exactly, yeah. So uh, when you're furnishing an apartment, do you have to go all out on the swag or can you be quite sort of normal and just new and nice mm-hmm. or does it vary from area to area? I think, again, it, there's various, it varies mm. for different areas, different models. So people have luxury models, just operating mm. luxury. So if you're doing a luxury model, you're charging the premium. So if you're charging a premium, people expect premium service yep. service and, and the product around, around in the apartment or in the house. So we do three different types of models. We do a luxury model where we charge the premium where I would spend the money. I would go spend a grand extra to make sure the quality, the quality is always good but you know, the extra bits that I would include in the house 
Um, we even got an Alexa and a PlayStation in one of them, uh-huh. right? So that kind of like it's not expensive, but it has the luxury, luxury adds to the luxury model. Then we have a a, a simplistic modern apartments, which is a most, which is a most of the portfolio. We do that. Um, I think it it it's, it depends on what area you, uh, which area you're in, which end of the market you're in. So we do a budget. I actually have one apartment, which is a budget apartment, which competes with the budget hotels, you know, because the rent is like five hundred pounds. So one bedroom apartment, we're paying 550, 500 pound a month. It works. So the numbers work. You can do a luxury model. You can do a, a, a an economy model or you can do a, a budget model. So all depending on your area, what customers you're trying to focus mm-hmm. as well. So mm-hmm. remember, so please, I would, I would recommend to our listeners that look at your, look at your consumers. Who are you targeting? You know, no good having a, having loads of builders and construction workers around and you're offering a luxury model. Yeah. So they, they really don't care. In fact, it's not probably not going to stay in a in a in that way yeah. long term. And I guess if they see fancy stuff, they may not want to stay there because yeah. they're like, oh, what if I break it? Yeah. What if yeah. you know? Okay, that's a good point. I guess again, that's you know everything you're saying is you're operating an essay business. Yeah. Because a business looks at the market, the target market, and mm-hmm. fits you know or designs it for a target market. Yeah. Um, that's quite interesting with the budget model. So. You have grown from zero to 22 units yes. in a year. Yeah. That's a lot of scale. Um, that's a lot of stuff happening whilst you're also working in a yes. full-time job. Yeah. What advice can you give to people who are in full-time jobs who are maybe fearful of scaling that quickly because they've got a job? Like, How do you, how do you balance both? How have you balanced both? So... Again, it goes back to my first point I made about systems and processes. Um, that was really important. Uh, so to, to answer your first question about balancing, what I did, I tried to create systems and processes with least involvement of me in the business. I've, you know, when I, as, I, as I grew, so I took it literally like a business. People have to remember this is a business and any other businesses operating around you that you look at. So I, would, I used to analyze my company, how they're running, how, how, does, how do management of different levels works, but they don't have to involve and the job still gets done. Right, so that allowed me to scale significantly because of my knowledge. And this knowledge, you can get, you can just learn from observing people, observing businesses. So scaling is is based on processes and system, um, and and you know making sure you have a have a good team around you as well. That's important. So I started employing people as well, and and that allowed me to that allowed me to to scale quickly. So then, why did you? hire people a lot of people in SA and business nowadays just use virtual assistants you've gone for the costly and arguably more annoying option of real humans yeah physically sitting with you yeah why yeah whilst I don't disagree with the virtual assistant model because they do help in in terms of there's a lot of bookkeeping stuff that we do and a lot of other stuff but I believed in having the core business um being run by people who have on-ground experience, who can see my apartments, uh, who know, understands exactly what an apartment looks like uh, on the ground, what what's my city looks like, even if they're not based in. So my my customer service manager is not actually based in Birmingham, based in she's based in UK, but she understands, she, she gets to visit Birmingham, she gets to see the, the, the portfolio. Whereas the virtual assistant in Philippines, for me, this is this is my opinion, they wouldn't get to see that. So and that's, that that shows in my in my reviews. So if you, if you guys went and looked at the reviews of our business, it's the, it's the, the direct customer service we have provided has paid off all the expenses of, of a salary or of, or of an employee because the reward okay. in long term is better because we get a lot of repeat bookings now because just because 
the custom the, the first person is UK based and understands everything and able to answer all the questions. Um, and and it's just to give them a home feel to the mm-hmm. guests. Most most of our guests are UK based. To feel home, they feel like they're talking to someone a real person based in UK as part of their, our business. And to allow it's a long term game, I think for me and 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 that allowed a local person has allowed me to build that long term brand. And when it comes to reviews, are there any key tips or pointers you can give people for getting five star reviews? I think again. Hospitality, because it's a hospitality business, is is it's in the title. Um, customer service. We we are prompt on responses. One of the key things you will see in my in my reviews that my me and my team have responded within. We have a KPI that we respond within. If there's a message or an email within within twenty minutes, I think the KPI is twenty minutes. Phone calls are always answered. Uh, we measure that if there are missed calls on our system. We measure that as well as the KPI why there are missed calls, so we cannot we won't have the next time. Um, so response time gets you five star reviews. Quality of your properties. So as we touched earlier, make sure your quality of your properties are really good. That really gives us. And it's just follow up and asking people whilst they're staying, how they're doing, if they need anything. You know, just just little human to human connection. Um, mm-hmm. Even though we have a team, sometimes you know if there's a some guest that I I, I have time, I'll give a call. I see there is a long term booking. You know, just to appreciate appreciate their loyalty. We'll give them a call. I would personally give them a call whilst my team would do that, but I, I would do that as well. That all results in, whilst there's other factors as well, these are the key factors that allowed us, allowed us to get the five-star reviews. Hospitality and a Hospitality. human touch, right, which is something that we can easily forget. Yeah. Once we build these systems and processes, it's easy to forget the human touch, but it needs to be done with yeah. the humanity because yeah. it's it, it, it's a service accommodation. And, and I would add one more thing to it. I know... We're in a service accommodation, which is slightly different to a hotel, but go stay in a hotel, a five-star hotel. Go, go when you're going away one oh, of the weekends. There's a big difference, yeah. Yeah, that you will see the way they talk to you, the way they behave, and if something do a make a complaint about something that you don't like, not on purpose, but there's something that's wrong, and see how they react to it. Because mm. a lot of us, I've never worked in hospitality before, mm. but a lot of purchasing property probably haven't. Go, go, go stay in a four-star or five-star hotel where they do give that service. And it's just because people are used to that. Mm-hmm. It's a really, I think this is a really fundamental point. The most of society used to stay in hotels to this service, right? If they're going to pay the premium price and stay in your premium apartment, they're going to expect somewhere near that service, right? So go learn from, from the experts that have been doing this for years. Mm, good points. And we've mentioned direct bookings a few times. Firstly... Why is a direct booking beneficial? Mm-hmm. And then secondly, how do you how do you get direct bookings? So, so to answer your first question, why they're beneficial? First of all, you avoid a lot of uh, commissions from the OTAs, um, such as Airbnb, Booking dot com, and all the. They other charge ones. you a cut to list yes. it on their platform. Okay. Yes, so you avoid that. They they just it's like they they're like a middleman. They're mm-hmm. charging for a cut. You avoid them because you're you're getting the full full um, rate of your nightly rate without any 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 commissions because it's coming directly to your bank account. Um, so that's one of the benefits. Um, uh, long term, so you can get long term bookings if you do direct bookings. So you, you can get longer term, like fill your apartments for three months or two months, um, and allows less turnover. So you you want to keep the turnover as low as possible, so it keeps your cost down, keeps your cleaning cost down, keeps other costs down, uh, keeps the Going in and out of a residential building that you're operating with other neighbors and stuff down as well, so less hassle for people, um, and yeah, so it's 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 really and how we go about getting the direct bookings is what we do is we do a lot of marketing, so build a brand. You know yourself, uh, Tej, that you build a good brand and how much that's benefited you. Mm-hmm. So we have built a brand around our SA business, 
from a business page on Facebook to business Instagram, uh, which gets a lot of interaction. Um, mm. And then we do email marketing, such as use MailChimp. I have a social media marketing person that works for me uh, and he does all that stuff for me. And that that's how you will get your direct bookings. Have a website, have a dedicated website that's linked to your channel manager, uh, linked to your calendars and you know use Facebook ads, um, Instagram ads to promote your website where people can go book directly and there are no commissions. So that and is probably do, the easiest way to do it. Do you find that people do book direct? I ask him because when I look at Airbnbs, I look at the reviews and generally, I've only ever stayed in places that have had a few reviews. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you find that people just go ahead with direct booking on like a, a random website? Or? So no. So what we do, we will link our uh, direct website. So we 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 work at the moment. We're working on SEO. So people out there who are tech tech marketing experts and tech. So you know, you want to work on your SEOs to get your Google ranking high. Um, a few other points you can get reviews on TripAdvisor. You can get reviews okay. around Google. Um, you know, on your Google business page. So you kind of start building up a profile. It's not an overnight thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a thing that you wanna you're gonna get over a period of time. You know, don't forget that I've been in this for more than a bit more than a year now. So I've built this up over over a year. Second thing you can do is link your website to your Facebook page, mm-hmm. uh, Facebook Messenger. You know, a lot of things that gives confidence. Gives shows 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 something yes. shows substance behind it. It's not just a random website. You can even display your some of your reviews on your website from Google, from TripAdvisor. Mm-hmm. There's, there's some softwares you can use and get your web developer to do this. So there's a lot of ways you can do it and bring 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 all of this together in one place uh, so people can see that you are a real person or a real business, not just someone just set up a website yesterday and start doing a business. I like it. And that's interesting. You said you get hits off Instagram. Yeah. Because obviously it's a very visual platform. Service accommodations are usually very visual. They're very nice. There's mm-hmm. lots of images from just a single yeah. SL. I can see like 20 images in this one and it's not even fully set up. So I think that's something that, from my knowledge anyway, a lot of people I know who do SA are not on Instagram as a business. They're on Instagram themselves, yes. but they're not on it as a business. So maybe that's something that people should try. I think so, yeah. Especially with Instagram adverts, <coughs> which are easy to do along with Facebook. Yeah. Um, and it could drive some traffic. Oh, question just popped in my head. People ask me, I don't know why they ask me this. Um, they say, right, when I'm uh, doing my figures for a potential essay unit, what occupancy percentage should people use as like a conservative, does this deal work in my spreadsheet? I think for us, and it varies again for everyone, um, we aim for 60%. 50% to 60% to break E1 minimum, like okay. 50% usually I would say. So we must be breaking E1 at 50% occupancy. Okay. If, if we're not, um, you know, then we, we want to start looking at negotiating rent or whatever, you know, or maybe looking at a different deal. Um, but our our key target is, is rather than the actual breaking E1, we aim for, look for 80% occupancy by doing all of these booking direct and through different OTAs. Um, we aim for 80%, which we do operate at 75 to 80% even. 90% in, 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 in summer times, you know. So I think that's that's the answer, right? You know, aim for a, you have a target for what you want to achieve and then the minimum would be, for us, it's about 50% to break even. Fine. And a lot of people say service accommodation, and you kind of mentioned it, is saturated. Mm-hmm. You know, you go on Airbnb, type in this postcode, any postcode in any city, really. Uh, you know, even rural areas, like, full all the little dots come up mm-hmm. and obviously some of them are booked. So that's not even showing the extent of what is mm-hmm. there. You know, is that a deterrent? Like, so obviously before we've said, if you style it differently, if you have a USP, then it's ignore of course. saturation. Of course, yeah. But, you know, in 
in some areas, if like there's just so many, is it a deterrent? And sometimes is it a decision where someone maybe should be like, you know what, there's a lot of you know mm-hmm. essays here. I can't really find a USP because Adam's bloody there doing the USP, yeah, yeah. or someone else is then doing what he's not doing. Mm. Should I go somewhere else? Like, is that do you think a decision where people should say actually, let me go somewhere else? So uh, it's for us. It's a uh, it's very simple. I when I started, don't forget, it's only a year ago that I started. Um, that's exactly what I heard. So nothing has changed. I heard it's saturated, saturated. I think it's all about mindset. I think mm-hmm. you got to create your mindset that if you don't start now, um, you when you when you're never gonna start. You know, uh, yeah. The world is growing as fast as pace it ever has. Right. So I had exactly the same comments, same same issues around me in my ears. Like everyone's saying, oh, it's saturated. I operate mainly in Birmingham, so I had Birmingham saturated still till today. People say, but how did I do it? I'm not any different. Mm-hmm. So I say to people, go out there and try. If you don't fail, you're not gonna, you're not, you're not gonna make it. Yeah, yeah. People have been saying this for for it's not it's not reinventing the wheel. You know, you just gotta go out there and try it. Mm-hmm. It may be saturated. It's just like you know, restaurants are saturated. People still need to eat. It's the same. People need places to stay. Mm. That's one of my point, main points. The second point is service accommodation market is growing at its faster rate as it's grown from a consumer point of view. So it's not just the property developers or property management companies that are starting businesses. It's mostly the customer demand is coming. Like our customer demand has increased significantly in the last six months than it was before. I don't know the, the, the facts, the reasons behind it, but it has. We just get more bookings now, right? It could be my brand. It could be anything. But a lot of customers like Birmingham is growing at a very good rate. It's trying to catch up with London with all the investment. So all these workers are coming here, managers, project managers are coming here on this on these construction projects. A lot of tourists are coming here. Like we got a lot of universities, so don't forget international students come here, their parents come here. We get a lot of business from international people actually. So I think um you can have your have your mindset right. That's one point. And and secondly, just 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 go go out there and, and just do it, you know, and, and, and it works. Hmm. Okay. And then going back to what we mentioned a couple of times, systems and processes. Mm-hmm. Let's deep dive into this. Um, what systems and you know name some software if you use them or whatever like feel free to say whatever do you need to run a successful essay business and are these systems I should set up when I have zero essays like should I set these up from day one and be ready and what should I do right so the answer for this is if you want to scale and you have a goal to scale and become a full-time full full-on business like in a service accommodation you need to have a channel manager to start with, right? With one property, you probably can you can you can link different calendars. But if you're looking to scale and getting two a month, or uh, you know, in the next month or so, two months, I would say start with a good channel manager. Which one do you use? I use Tokeets, um, uh, but there are various reasons, cost effective, and it's working for me at the moment. But there are different other ones out there which have different benefits, which I don't have in mind. But it depends what you're looking for. You know, for me it works. For my team it works. Mm-hmm. Right, but I do know of other ones I'm aware of that people can have a look and just go do your research. You know, uh, work out your cost benefit was. Uh, but for a starter, I think for us, Toki because it was so cheap for one, two essays, three essays, four essays, um, and we stayed with that and then we haven't changed because it's working for us. Other software and systems I would use, you know, I would use, um, you know, for your cleaning team, you need to have a cleaning checklist, for example. Um, have a checklist that your cleaners can use on a phone. Take pictures, you know, send you a report. So have a software for that. Maybe you use something called iAuditor, um, which is available. You have to pay a fee for it, but it's there. Um, you can, you can, the old cleaners can have it on the phone as an app and they will send you a report, which you can use, which is really important, right? You can use on when people guest challenge you about the cleaning, you can, you can send that and say, this was done by a professional cleaner and here's the official report. 
So uh, we use stuff like that. We use um, a lot of other softwares like, you know, just use, we use something called monday.com, which is more mm-hmm. uh, for organization per day-to-day task for my team because I have a team now. So I need to make sure everyone's doing what they're supposed to do uh, on time with this timeline and I, I can just download the reports. Like a project management software, it's like just Asana pro- or Trello. Yes, or- yes, okay. yeah. So um, and you mentioned Trello, we use Trello as well. So, um, but monday.com is really good. Again, it's on, it's a phone, like we run the most of our business on our phone. Right, so these are mainly done because they're good apps. So you want to make mm-hmm. sure the apps are good because sometimes you get a software they're good on the laptop, they're not they're not good apps. So we have um, we've we've gone and got buy-in from my employees as well to make sure they like it. You know, mm-hmm. you got to make sure your team likes it when you get to that to the scale to scale to that level. So these are some of the main softwares that we use to um to to, to systemize and, and and process. And then when it comes to the actual like processes. Talk me through some of your key processes that you think are like foundational to your and anyone's SA business. Right. So we have a key, key process. Going back to cleaning again, <clears throat> cleaning is a fundamental business. So a key process is, a, is a, for example, we have a process of how to clean a house or an apartment from start to finish, how many towels you need to have and, you know, how many, how many bed sheets and what mm-hmm. the linen is like and how many, how many we need. So we need to make sure it's repeatable. So coming back from my experience from my past past job, you know, repeatability to get the same quality, you want to get the repeatability. How do you get the repeatability? By having a process in place that a new employee or a new person comes in tomorrow. If one gets sacked, the other person's coming from, you know, cleanings, cleaners come and go. So a cleaning, uh, having a cleaning process is very important, which includes a checklist. And how deep is that literally like you have to wipe that shelf? That like How detailed? See, that, 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 that is a very, it's a tricky question actually because it's, you don't want to make it boring because again, they're yeah. humans. So we try to keep it high level but cover the main aspects and, you know, train. Training is important again. So you want to train people uh, one-to-one uh, whether we have a cleaning supervisor that trains them or where I used to train them at the start because I wanted this standard. So you want to kind of mix your training with a the, with the high level checklist and a process which people follow and send you as a, that links into the app that we talked about earlier, and they, mm-hmm. they send it back to you as a, as a report. That's one thing. We have a lot of other processes as well, uh, where like we have a, a reaction plan, which I call it for the team, where if something goes wrong, what, what, what do I do or what does my employee do? You know, as simple as that. What do you do when something goes wrong? Um, it's a lot of detail, but we've done this because we want to grow to a big, big business. This is what big businesses do. They have a process for everything. Mm-hmm. So we will put a process for what do we do if the guest, um, you know, if, if something... Uh, it's out of ordinary and what do you do after eight o'clock what do we do if it's a if it's a 2 a.m call out and what do we do at different times mm-hmm. so we are we are detailed into that level at the moment because we want to really grow and and be the best basically our vision is to be the best in in um in in, in, in nationwide or say Birmingham. so that's one and then we have guest focus processes and systems as well so we have like uh, guidebooks which mm-hmm. are um digital guidebooks so you, you the guest gets a, a link oh, okay. for example how to use a tv you know, how to use a washing machine, how to use a dishwasher. So they get a, a video guide and a talking commentary behind it. So that's that's mm. a system we have created. They get a link with the check-in instructions. Please use this to to do a self-check-in and to use the things around, uh, any, to around the apartment. And that is tailored differently for each apartment to that apartment. So it's, it's unique to each apartment. And we that has contributed actually to our five-star reviews because it's something different we're doing. I know a lot of people do it, but... A lot of guests have commented that, oh, we never had that before. It's really good. Yeah, so we're trying yeah. to keep it digital. And, uh, and you know, you can take it a step further, you know, have tablets and, you know, you can have, a, we, we're looking to use a tablet now, something that we're innovating. Innovation is important where we can link that to our channel manager, 
upsell you know if you want to upsell late check late checkouts early check-ins on a on a tablet that we were looking to use and have all the guides and the videos on there for each apartment i like that and i think like what you said about passion right at the beginning yeah that's what i'm hearing because you can do SA <clears throat> and just do it yeah. without innovation yeah. without and you can still make good money right of course. And I, I you know, that, yeah of course but it's interesting just to hear it from your perspective because you're like you're just treating it like such a business but also like a proper business where you are innovating and trying new things as, as small as they may sound there's still something new something yeah. different so it's really good to hear that and not everyone has to do that you know yeah, it yeah. depends on their passion um how many of your apartments have been trashed i would say it's actually none we've came close we've had one or two parties but they've never been trashed with its costers so, so how have you avoided that then yes so the reason is it's a, it's a very simple and effective way to do it you know having take having a good check-in process uh say even if it's a virtual self-check-in having getting people to fill out their personal details um making sure they give the id with the correct address um in for international guests make sure you have the passport um terms and condition so we have a clear terms and condition which highlights all the all these rules house rules and uh, what can they do you can't do what their responsibilities are as a guest and you know it goes into the detail so we, we get them to sign in before we send them any check-in details or anything before they can get the keys they must must do that so that negates a lot of um, a lot of a lot of party people or a lot of people who would um not going to care about your place because they're signing into something mm. we do take deposits as well where necessary so we we look at you know um so some platforms we take a deposit because we can't use high risk uh, and on on if it's a one night stay so we do one night stays as well because we we I've grown and I understand the business model more now we do one night stays but we take we take precautions by taking deposits on some one night stays on a weekend if it's a saturday so that psychologically stops a lot of people even if it's 150 pound deposit stops a lot yeah. of people causing damage on on trashing because a lot of things we got we got to realize that parties are going to happen in places like london manchester and and birmingham a, a lot of them are getaways for a weekend so you know you don't want to miss out or our belief is we don't want to miss out on them so how can we just reduce the risk right so this is what we do so checking forms ids and deposits fine so you know speaking of your growth i think people listening can kind of hear your passion hear your drive and can understand your growth but i don't think we touched on it fully so zero to 22 apartments in a year mm-hmm. uh you also raise some investor finance alongside yes. it to yes. buy a flip talk yes. to me about like how did you raise the investor finance how much did you raise yeah so i can keep this very briefly very brief and very simple so i raised about 200k this year uh to total finance from about two and two three investors um and let's talk about my so i did a flip so i do essays we talked a lot about essays so i did uh i did a flip which is still it's going through a sale now um we got an offer just literally yesterday on it congrats yeah thank you so um what we did is uh, this this guy said here's 200 grand uh, I, I like your business model and essay i see uh, we can you can deliver results and i've done buy to list before showed him a deal you know went through all the process you know as i have working with an investor so we raised that we're looking at two three more deals at the moment with different investors so literally by just building relationships i did this so i have two sides i have two businesses one service accommodation one doing flips and buy to lets with with no money down basically mm-hmm. essentially no money down i've i've gone through a flip within 6 months and you know it's, it's we got the offer that we expected so that's one side of the business and we're still raising money then we have the service accommodation accommodation side where you say how I, how it grew so quickly a lot of it is again it's very simple it's relationship and and networking and networking 
And uh, we were having this chat the other day. It's, you know, this social networking and business networking, which I believe in. I, I raised a lot of money from business networking, uh, pardon me, the social networking. Um, whether I've used all of it or not, because I recycle a lot of my profits to grow my portfolio because I wanted to keep a lot of my profit myself and not pay investors out. But now we do a lot of a lot of management for investors. So they get the rent to rent. They put the money in. We help them put the money in, uh, find an apartment, deal source for them and then manage it because I just added to my portfolio. So that's allowed me to scale um, so quickly. So investor funds have allowed me to scale quickly. Um, and what's mainly what's allowed me is getting the property. So investor funds are easier bit. I think the deals, the rent to rent or whether it's a flip is the that's not easy. So I have a lot of landlords. Landlords have landlord friends. Remember that. Mm. This is where how my business have grown. So I've built, made a good relationship for my first uh, landlord. He's given me two new essays from his friend because he said, oh, he's, he's keeping in good condition because he's getting his rent on time. He's come around once in a year and he loved it. And he's told two of his friends and they have it in the next door building and I get two from there. Same with other landlords. They told some of their friends. There is one actually who's told five of his friends and every five, every one of them has given me an apartment. So wow. I would say a lot of people don't talk about this. Your current relationship with your landlord, give them a text, you know, say, how are you doing? How's things mm-hmm. going? A lot of landlords have at least two, three apartments or houses within a city, you know? Mm. So that's, it's a, that's one of the key reasons. Finance would be the second reason. The first one is, is, is the current landlords have allowed me to grow because I um, they just have friends who have landlords. I think that's a, such an obvious thing because but people miss we're that, landlords, right? yeah. we're friends, we have friends, all landlords. of our friends, are, yeah. all of our friends are landlords, literally. So it's like if we give one of our essay, oh, yeah. you know, palms to someone. We're going to talk good about it. We're going to like, like we do naturally about everything. So it's such a, like obvious, literally in front of our faces yeah. because of who we are. Yeah. And but you, I guess, yeah, it's such a good tip there. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's important to maintain that relationship. Exactly, and that only takes a text message or keeping in touch here and there every six months or, you know, or use a, use an opportunity when a boiler breaks down, right? Mm. Turn that, use that, that's an, it's a bad bad thing the landlord has to pay, but, you know, get him to come into your apartment and show him, look how it's going, you know, when the breakdown, yeah. say, you know, you come have a look and then have a conversation over the 20 minutes or the one hour that you're in the apartment. And then he might say, oh, okay, I've got another, I'm just buying another house or an apartment. Mm. Uh, this is the real truth. It's so simple, but it's allowed me to grow to this level. Some I've had sometimes I've had portfolio landlords come to me and said I can't take it, and I had to pass it on to my my business partners. Mm. So yeah, I would keep that in mind if you're starting out. Don't forget the current relationship with your relationships, landlord. and I mean with anyone in any aspect yeah. in business is so vital. But this one that's literally slapping you right in the face, yeah. utilize it. Um, the government hate us, as we know. Um, people who make any mm. sort of money, yeah. people who own property. Mm. So they're regulating HMOs, potentially mm. with this council tax stuff. Um, regulation or or some type of tax or something is, you know, people are saying is very likely to happen in SA yeah. because y'all are making so much money mm-hmm. and the government obviously don't like you, you know, making mm. money. They need it to, I don't know, pay for MPs' expenses. Um what what do you think is going to happen in the SA sector and how are you preparing for the maybe? I think I'm not sure about what's going to happen in the SA sector because I think the government themselves probably don't know at the moment. So I can answer the second question, how I'm preparing for it. Again, going back to my point earlier, we said we're creating a business here. So I look at the HMO model, right? So I think um, you have a lot of friends in HMO. I have a lot of friends in HMO. And I see, you know, the, the fire risk assessments they have to do, fire doors and all of the other things that they have to make sure they're compliant before they can put a 
put a put the person in the put a tenant in the in the in the house. So I use some of that uh, to make sure we're doing some of the same things. So if regulations came in, it won't be much different. Uh, that's our that's my belief. It won't be much different to like you know health and safety, fire risk assessments, and you know make keeping it safe. What hotels have to do, you know what hotels are doing to keep people safe. You that that should be a given for people. We do this in each apartment. We have a checklist. We have fire risk assessment. We should all be doing fire risk assessments uh, in all apartments. So if you're doing all of these things, learning from the hotel, what hotels have to do, um, you're kind of like, I think, there because these are the basic things the government will probably look for. Um, and once you've done that, I think you will probably be ahead of a lot of people that are probably not doing it who have been operating for years because there is no, it's, it's free for all at the moment. But I think as basic basic requirement, you should just be doing that to keep people safe because anytime yeah. things can go wrong. But it, it kills two to kills two birds, uh, you know, in one in one goal. That like you can keeping people safe, which is a requirement anyway. And then when the regulation comes in, and requirements comes in, you're uh, you're set to go. Fine. Um, what are the three biggest mistakes you've made in your essay business? So one of the biggest mistakes I made. So as I talked about scaling quickly, and apartments did come uh, left, right, and center. But again, they came because of the relationships. So it can happen for anyone. So people who are listening, build relationship with your landlords and, and, and friends of friends. What I did was taking some of the apartments on too quickly um, and the quality wasn't good. So I talked about one of my ethos was quality, but because everyone gets excited, you know, I'm not I'm not going to lie. You know, it's one one year is a quick, quick time. And I said, oh, OK, I'll take another one. I want to get uh, I, I hit my goal of 10 in a year because I got double of that. But some of them, one of the mistakes I made is took him too quickly and the quality wasn't right. So now I'm facing here and there, I'm paying a bit more on maintenance because things are breaking down because they were not such in such good condition. Mm-hmm. So it's costing me a little bit more um, to re- repair things now. But what we're doing is going, we're making sure they're repaired good in with good quality product and good quality items and, and in a good condition. So it doesn't happen. So what we do now, we have a checklist to make sure that we don't take a, a, a property which is not in such a great condition. Even if it's in good location, we try to negotiate with the landlord to make sure he pays to bring it up to a good condition because. I'm in a position to to leverage my brand and uh, and, mm-hmm. and my and my uh, position in in service accommodation. Other mistakes are made. Uh, you know, sometimes we try to be too um, accommodating to to guest uh, requests. So sometimes people have to be careful. Yes, the customer is always right, but base things on facts. So make sure the facts are right because and um, there are all sorts of people out there. You know, you there's a lot of chargebacks that happen. You want to make sure you have your evidence right, you have your cleaning cleaning reports and all of that. So I'm more mindful now of like using facts and stuff to make sure when we answer Q, Q complaints from guests, it's all based on facts. So that's some of the mistakes. These are the, the main mistakes I made. You know, make sure you've got your facts around you when you're working with guests as well. Okay. And one question I didn't ask earlier, all these apartments, how much are they net profiting you per month? So again, it varies. Uh, summertime, we can net anywhere from up, up, up to thousand, twelve hundred, uh, even more per apartment. Per apartment, yeah. These are net profit, and and you know, um, and and in winter we're getting seven hundred to eight hundred, seven hundred, depending. Winter, when I talk about just January and maybe a bit of February, because Birmingham is my kind of all year round market, so we're not a seasonal market. Um, so yeah, anywhere from seven, 700 above to 1200, 1300, you know, depending on the size of the apartment, our three bedrooms can, can, can really fetch a lot of money and with, with a luxury model. Definitely. So if, if we do some maths there, that's a quite a nice amount per month. So in a year, give or take, you have 
built enough cash flow per month to quit your job if, if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah. And to be honest, you know, with just purely the cash flow, you could just do what the hell you wanted. Yeah. Like you, you and, and that's taken a year, um, which is, you know, still a, a good chunk of someone's life. But it's taken a year of obviously hustling, working hard, being exhausted, doing all the things that like people don't kind of tell you about. But it's taken one year. Yeah. You would work for how many years in a corporate job to match this salary? Exactly. Another five, six, seven, yeah. eight, maybe? Yeah. Depending on your job. That's you. I might have to work 20 years to match yeah. it. A listener might have to work three years to match it. But where else can you get this kind of cash flow in a year of absolutely busting your ass? You, you can't. Yeah. And and it, it, it's, it's not easy. I'm not going to tell people it's easy. It's challenging. And if you're willing to put the graft in, passion is so important in a hospitality business caring of your customers um, and really going for it, but taking calculated risks, really, really go for it. Just go in for it, you know, just, but make sure it's calculated risk. If you do all of that, I don't think there's any, many other business models or, or, or in, in, in property. Like, you know, I think this is one of the most successful um, business models in property that you can use to, to get a lot of, uh, a lot of money, uh, a return on your, on your investment of time and your own money. I, I, you can get a really good return on this. So yeah, I agree with you. This there's not many many other uh, opportunities out there like this that you 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 don't have that you, you can really make money on this. Amazing, but it's hard work and it it's does take definitely. time. Yeah. Um. So Adam, we've reached the end of the podcast, sir. Thank you very if much. If people want to get a hold of you for a chat or you know whatever, what's the best way they can do? I think the best thing is go on my Instagram, Adam R Triple Seven, or find me on Facebook where I'm really active as well, Adam. Um, Rana which is R-A-N-A and just find me there and I'm happy to have a chat with anyone and help people and um, yeah happy to happy to help people if you like this podcast connect with Tej on Facebook LinkedIn and YouTube for more great content